Welcome back, witches, to Love, Lust, and Magic, a show about sex, witchcraft, and the goddess, where we get down and dirty with the esoteric and erotic. I'm so happy you're here because today I had the pleasure, the honor, and the joy of talking to musician and sonic sorceress Chelsea Wolfe. I have been listening to Chelsea Wolfe since I was a fashion merchandising student at the University of South Carolina. And when I found her music, it was like I found a part of my witchcraft. I found this language and the soundtrack to the dark mystical depths of my heart. And one of the things that is burned in my mind is I remember looking up Chelsea Wolfe. Um, this was eight or nine years ago and I remember reading an article where she was talking about glamour and wearing a veil when she performed and it has been such a joy not only to engage with her music but to become friends and colleagues with Chelsea um, she is just such a beautiful scorpionic soul and her, her music is just so rich and so relevant and her new album she reaches out to she reaches out to she is out this week it came out on february 9th and it is heavy and dark and raw and real and honestly listening to it for the first time i was just crying tears it was just not even because i was sad but because her music and you'll hear me talk about this in the interview it's like she weaves so much magic into the vibration of her music and when you listen to it you feel it and i'm so grateful to have her on the podcast to talk about the inspiration behind this album what it was like to write it in 2020 2020 and 2021 and what it was like to come back to this this album is about the past future and present self converging talking to each other and influencing one another and in this interview we talk about her process about how Chelsea came to embrace her witchcraft and her witchiness and um, what the different songs on the album would be if they were tarot cards. I'm just so grateful to have spoken to her and I hope that this interview inspires you and that more than anything you are uh, inspired to go listen to this album and have a magical mystical moment with yourself. So I hope you like it and I'll see you on the other side. Chelsea Wolf, you are a musician, a witch, an underworld, underground legend. Your music is a sonic spell which ritualizes the pain and beauty of love and life through piercing lyrics and heavy instrumentals. Your latest album, She Reaches Out to She Reaches Out to She, embodies this. It feels like a rite of rebirth. What inspired you to write the album and what was that process for you to write something about uniting all these different parts of the self? 
first of all, thank you so much for having me and for that beautiful <laughs> introduction. It's so nice thank to talk to you. You too. Thank um, you for being here. Yeah. Um, so the album, yeah, She Reaches Out to She Reaches Out to She is essentially talking about connecting with the selves, the past self, the current self, the future self, and sort of connecting those in different ways. And also just being very much in the present and sort of like standing on the threshold of the present and mm. looking back at what you can't go back to and maybe not quite yet being ready to step forward into the possibilities that are before you um, and kind of being okay with that sort of liminal space, that sort of void center of the past and the future. That's kind of where um, things started with the album. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. What was the, what was it like, like to be transformed through writing it? Like, did you notice uh, maybe like a different experience or expression of yourself coming out of it? And I know that you wrote this album like 2020, 2021, if I'm correct. So definitely mm -hmm. just a tough time in general, but would just love to know like how writing it transformed you and what it's been like to kind of sit with this you know like i know that after you write something you're kind of like okay i'm done with it forever until you have to edit it and put it out like how mm -hmm. is it to revisit your own work that's like you know that is almost like an ode to the the current self because it is like this merging of past present and future right i think typically i would be frustrated if i had to sort of stop and start and stop and start with a project as much as yeah. i did with this one but i think i was actually really grateful in the end that I had so much time in between the sessions where we would work on it, um, whether that was with my bandmates or solo or with uh, the producer that we ended up working with in the studio, because it gave me so much time to refine the lyrics and mm. really say, say what I wanted to say. And um, there's this quote, I think William Burroughs, which I don't know if he's like the greatest person to be quoting, but in any case, the quote is really good. And it says when you, something like when you cut into the present, the future leaks out. Mm. And I feel like that's, I hope I'm quoting that correctly. Anyways, that felt very much like this album. Like as soon as I would write a song, I would have an experience that would sort of make me live that song, you know, yeah. like the songs weren't going to let me get out alive. Like they were, they were like, if you're going to be singing this stuff, you got to actually really live it. And so I was, and it was, some of the things were really difficult and some of the experiences were much needed. And like, even though they were kind of difficult, I was all for it. You know, like one of the things being getting sober, one of the things being leaving a toxic relationship of sorts, um, so all these little journeys that the songs were describing were very much like demanding to be lived in my actual life. Oh, that's beautiful. And I love that you brought up William Burroughs because I got the PR kit and was like reading all about the kind of uh, process from the album. And it's like you really kind of embody this idea of cut ups of like doing something, mm -hmm. chopping it up, bring it, bringing it together in a new way. And it's like you can have all the pieces you know, in the present, but like when you recombine them in that way, it's like you're able to see different perspectives. And I totally, I totally got that energy from the the album. It's just like, 
it is so ritualistic where there's like all these different layers to come back to and i i love it and i totally resonate with what you're talking about of like the creative project almost being like a container for your whole life i feel like that with my books as well it's like it when i'm focusing on writing about a certain subject it's like that subject colors everything and i i feel like that like this this album is so like all your albums it's so like deeply felt like it's there's so much layers and it's it's poetry like even like looking at the lyrics like they are literal poems and i feel like you know i know you're a scorpio iconic you just had your birthday so happy belated <laughs> even though this will be coming out in my season aquarius season um yeah i feel like scorpio people like you are truly like you know you're the sign of death and rebirth and you guys go through more tough life experiences i think than like any other sign because you're able to be in the depths of the alchemical fire and like transform and transmute and be fortified through that and like i i'm so sorry that you had to deal with you know toxic relationships but it sounds like between getting sober having this album like connecting with yourself and the liminal aspects of the of the rebirth like you've created something that other people can find themselves in and it's just it's mm -hmm. truly such a good album and i love personally i love how heavy it is it reminds me of like pain is beauty and reminds me of some of your older albums um and i i like his spun and it's just it's so powerful what was it like to kind of connect with that you know sound more deeply again like was that intentional do you like go into the album kind of with like a i guess like i don't know how to describe like an audio aesthetic like a vision for like what the actual sound is or does it kind of just come through after the lyrics and the connection and cultivation with like your bandmates yeah i think a little bit of both and first of all again thank you so much for that mm. understanding and all of those kind words i really appreciate that <clears throat> excuse me and yeah, when you mentioned Pain is Beauty, I do kind of feel like this album has a sort of callback to that album. Mm. Partly because of the sonics, like we used a lot of electronics on that album and also on this new album um, and kind of mixed in a lot of the different genres that I'm drawn to, like trip hop and rock and roll and metal and electronic and experimental and, and brought them together. I also think that the connection to Pain is Beauty is a sort of elemental and universal energy. Like I think a lot of the things I was singing about on Pain is Beauty were very universal mm. things that a lot of people go through. And also yeah. it was very elemental and I was very much like thinking of different songs. It's like, this is a fire element. This is, oh, you know, a water element. And I was kind of doing that on this, this new album as well. I mean, I was really doing it and kind of sensing where the songs fit and like the seasons and, in the yeah the different suits of the tarot and different elements so oh yeah my God. but i think yes <laughs> i love it yeah. <laughs> yeah me too and then sonically yeah i think i definitely went into this record thinking that it would be more heavy like more rock mm -hmm. but over time um yeah we, we wrote so many songs because we had so much time <laughs> to do it during the mm -hmm. pandemic and everything and then some of the songs ended up kind of getting um, cut to baby uh, reapproach later and then some of them totally transformed once we went into the studio with a uh, producer Dave Siddick and he's very much into 
analog synths and he has this like whole modular wall that Ooh. he runs sounds through and it it was also like this very transformative thing like there was a point where we were all kind of thinking of it as like this womb <laughs> where oh, things go like it's like because it's a small room with all these like analog synths and it just feels like this magical place where sounds transform and and yeah it was also like challenging at times not everybody was like on the same page about yeah. transforming the songs from like rock songs into more electronic yeah. kind of trip hoppy songs but i was all for it again like you said i'm a scorpio so i'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> open to change most of the time and um yeah i was i was really into the transformation that they were going through it was it was a fun process and yeah the, most of them sound pretty different from the demos yeah Oh, I love it. And I love that perception of like thinking of the songs as elements and as parts mm -hmm. of the tarot deck, which we'll get into in a little bit. And yeah, yeah, I love like, I feel like, you know, like there's the first couple songs in the album are like really like, I feel like some of them maybe the heavier songs. And then like at the end, it's almost like it's like the anger of like the death and rebirth before you get like into the waters of like the safety mm -hmm. of it. And I've been meditating a lot on this idea of darkness and the idea of darkness as being a place of healing. Like I think that especially with like the kind of Christianized and wellnessy and just, you know, general vibe racist vibe of uh the u.s mm -hmm. and the western world we often equate white with you know light and white with like healing right. and darkness with evil which is just so reductionary mm -hmm. but like if you think of the womb or if you think of like the the earth that's holding seeds that's holding a literal you know like incubation for a child for an egg it's like that darkness is what what feeds life like that darkness is a lot like allows yes. the thing to to be focused on healing and on rebirth. And I just totally feel that vision of like being in this, you know, the womb of like the production studio with all the tools you need to birth this album and you just like feeding it these offerings of like blood, sweat, tears, anger, like love, joy, like all the things that go into this creative project. And it like, mm -hmm. it's there, it's there. And like, one of the things I love about your music specifically, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things, but one of the things I love is like, I feel like you can approach like your music like over and over again. And I really felt it with this album. And there's always like these different kinds of parts of the songs to connect to and to unravel and it's like it reminds me almost of like a ritual or a spell where you're kind of like doing these different layers before like raising the energy like you're uh casting your circle you're grounding you're cleansing you're meditating you're banishing you're invoking and then it's like then it's like this full kind of experience of an altered state of consciousness and like your music is such a like a such a legit like literal example of that where i feel like you can experience these different states of being before like just enjoying this this beauty and um i guess my question is like what is the overlap of ritual and music for you like what is do you feel that like in your own music and do you kind of approach like writing your songs or like being in the studio or just like even planting the seeds for that from like a ritualistic place like how does your how does your magic and your music in that way overlap, if at all? Yeah. Wow. I really love thinking about these songs as their own little rituals. Now that's yeah. so cool. Like the progression from adding layers and layers and layers. And then we often have like big endings where mm -hmm. yeah, we're really raising the energy. That's so cool. I haven't thought about that before, actually. Um, but yeah, I definitely 
approach writing in a ritualistic way. I think I always have without mm-hmm. realizing it, but as I've gotten more into my own practice, I do it intentionally and it helps me so much, not only to yeah. focus, like just the idea of creating this sort of container and calling circle and setting the space with certain scents and candles and things like that. Um, also just, yeah, really being present again with what I want to say. And if I'm feeling stuck on that, pulling a tarot card or an Oracle card mm. or, you know, shaking out the energy <laughs> or something yeah. like just having these beautiful tools to use to incorporate into the writing process has just made me love the process even more than I, than I already have. And yeah, I, I worked with Britton LaRue during a time when I was writing this album and she definitely taught me about creating containers. And mm. one of my favorite ones is just having a sand timer on my desk and you know, turning it over and just like, okay, for this one hour, I'm going to totally focus in on this song. And then by the time that hour is up, I'm usually just in it and I keep going and don't even realize time exists anymore. And I love that. Oh, I um, love that flow state. It's like, so it's so sacred when we can come about, come upon that and like come about yeah. that in our creative practice. Cause it's like, a little tough maybe to start but then once you're in it it's like oh yeah this feels so good and i actually like love doing this yes the idea of like just start i don't know who exactly said that it was probably sarah faith Bodestina. i feel like i learned so much from her as well but um, just that yes (laughs) this idea of just jumping in just starting has been like really helpful in my healing process as like being a creative person and like fairly newly sober a couple years now and yeah um, another thing that Britton LaRue taught me was to approach the album as like its own being. Cause mm. I think I sometimes get too tied up in my own connection to the work and then I can take things a little too personally, but yeah. sort of, yeah, thinking of it, like approaching it, I actually had like a ritual to sort of introduce myself to this album as oh. its own being and sort of converse with it and, and write down what, what kind of came up intuitively. And then when I had, a question about something whether it was like album artwork or production i could kind of go back to that place and ask the album being <laughs> um and it was just this really beautiful way of interacting that i've never done before writing an album oh my god i love that so much that's so beautiful and i feel yeah. like the album has a spirit like all your albums have mm-hmm. spirits but like i i feel it with that and i think that's such a yeah, it's such a gorgeous, gorgeous ritual that I'm excited to adopt. So thank you for sharing. I, I feel yeah. very similar. Like, you know, there's like, I feel like any creative project where you're putting it out into the world and there has to be like a final time where you're like done editing, whether it's like a book or an, an album, it's like, it's so easy to like, you could just keep going forever and keep changing things <laughs> yeah. and keep editing. And it's like, at a certain point, like embracing the imperfections is just a part of it. And when my mm-hmm. deck came out in September, I remember I was in Mexico visiting my grandma and I remember just like being in the guest room and just being like, oh my God, thank God it's out and I'm over it. I'm just over it. I don't even care what happens <laughs> now. Like put so much time, energy and thought into like this thing. And now it just goes and it gets to, like live its life and it kind of is almost like it's like scary because it's vulnerable to have this child out there but then it's also like I've done everything I can do and like it's out of my control and 
you know, like I just, yeah, I love it. And I, I just love yeah. the idea of like approaching, approaching the album entity, egregore, however you call it with questions. Like that is such a beautiful feed feedback loop. And I feel like, you know, you're talking about these parts of the self or the, the selves in different timelines reaching out to each other. And it's almost like, I feel like that's part of it too. Like when you're asking like the album, it's like you're asking the future self for the feedback and it like in turn affects the past self and, you know, like the many worlds mm -hmm. theories of all the possibilities happening at once. Like it's just such a, I love that concept and the kind of idea of like nonlinear um, connection to the self and to the different creative aspects of the self. Yes, totally. Um, how has the album changed for you since writing it? Like, how has, like, are you, how has it felt like getting it kind of, you know, like having the music video out and you have a single out, what has it been like to receive, um, other people interacting with this entity? It's been interesting to hear different people's favorite songs. I think there's so many um, like each person I talk to that's heard it has like a different favorite song. And that's really cool for me to hear. Actually, I've never really been one that writes, you know, like the album has like one hit and then the rest of the songs or whatever. I'm, I'm not really a hit writer. I just write songs and I write a group of songs that have thematic, you know, similarities. But so, yeah, it's, again, it's been just interesting to hear like what one person is connecting to at this, at this time in their life. And, and yeah, kind of knowing that I've, uh, been through all of these different things too so i can connect to each person on that level and yeah that's been one of the cool things for sure do you have like a personal favorite song from the album like right now at least i know it probably changes yeah i think one of my favorite ones is tunnel lights mm. um just because it is such like a universal concept of having to actually live this life and have yeah. you know like if you really want to live you really gotta do the thing and for me that was getting sober from alcohol and like being present with a lot of feelings and emotions and memories that mm -hmm. i didn't even realize that i was just sort of glossing over with like yeah. constant hangovers and you know using this uh substance to you know make not make me but like try to make me be someone that i'm not like i'm yeah. a very introverted person using alcohol to force myself to be an extrovert to be yeah. much more social than i am things like that so yeah writing tunnel lights and experiencing tunnel lights has been more about stepping into my own true authenticity and being mm. okay with being an introvert and being okay with not being you know the most like perfectly social person or yeah. whatever and just embracing like living life and all of its grief and joy and feeling both of those things so much more deeply now that I'm a sober yeah. person and actually yeah just being okay with that like the yeah. the deep deep grief and the deep joy yeah yeah the highs and the lows and having mm -hmm. access to like you can't you know cut off access to one you, you always cut off access to the both um how have mm -hmm. you felt like being sober has made you not like i don't want to use the word better because there's that's kind of like limiting but how have you felt it has made you like more a more like aligned i guess 
musician and witch like how is it how have you felt it kind of inspire or impact your creative and magical practice if at all yeah no i'm just trying to think of how to phrase it because i don't think of my days where i was drinking as like totally inauthentic or totally wrong or something like that not that i'm saying that you're uh, saying that but um it's like I I recognize how alcohol was a useful tool for me at some times and did help me to like raise a certain type of energy for myself or help me to get over um, you know self confidence issues that may have been a struggle when I was younger and not so keen to like get up on stage in front of people or whatever. Um, but not having that now is just it's like alcohol is like a a quick portal to Mm -hmm. things like that and not having that, like I have to sort of create my own portal. Like I really have to Mm. create that space and raise that energy and be really present with it. And it takes a lot more time, Mm -hmm. but I'm like excited about that. You know, I think maybe, you know, I just turned 40 not that long ago. And I feel like there was this first half of my life where I was kind of like, portaling into life in a different way and now I'm doing things in a different way and I'm, I'm more present and I'm slowing down and I'm just like enjoying it all because yeah. it's so new to me as well like I'm excited to have all these new experiences as um yeah as a sober person as, as I keep saying that but um yeah just as, as someone who's experiencing life in a different way now and I'm you know getting older as well oh. so I'm just kind of blabbing on now no, you're allowed to blab on. We love blabbing on. I'm an air sign. All I do is ever, all I ever do is blab on. So please. And no, it's just, it's so wonderful hearing you like hearing that. It sounds like it's been, you know, like empowering to just meet yourself in this new way and to like mm-hmm. trust yourself in that new way or like to, you know, because I feel like every day where you're able to do something like that and like able to find that like life within the moments of struggle is just such a gift and it's you know especially being a musician like it is like that is such a an industry that is centered around like the socializing with like around bars and alcohol and drinking so like being able to have that connection to yourself through it all and have the compassion for yourself even when you were you know drinking it's it's really beautiful and i'm really grateful for you like sharing that you know i have a lot of friends that are in recovery and definitely go through moments of like long periods of sobriety for myself and it's like i'm grateful that Mm -hmm. you know there's more people that are speaking up about it. our generations like kind of i feel like taking away the um the taboo of like not drinking and stuff so i think yeah. the more conversations we have around it like the better um mm-hmm. and i guess have you noticed your like your magical practice benefit at all like are you able to like maybe how has your creativity and your magic been affected by your sobriety if at all i guess is my question Mm-hmm. I mean, I think similar to what I what I was just saying, like having to create my own portals yeah. and sort of yeah approach things in a different way. I love how you said meet yourself in a new way because I think I that's what it is when I'm you know creating magic and working with magic. It's like I'm I am meeting things in a new way than than I did before. 
And part of that is also just, you know, experience and doing things for a certain number of years and, and realizing what works and what doesn't work for you, of course, as well. Um, and yeah, I think I'm seeing things like that a little bit more clearly now that I, my head is literally more clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it so much. And, um, I really wanted to talk to you about the album through the lens of the tarot, because you're just, all your songs are so like magical, even if the subject matter isn't necessarily like, you know, quote unquote, like magical, just the ways mm -hmm. that you weave all these different elements, all the intention, like it's the, the vibration of the music, like carries it, like we feel it, like, and That's um, so great to hear. Yeah. I love it. I guess my first question is if the album was a tarot card, what would the tarot card be? The album itself? I didn't think about it as a tarot card yet. Um, I'm really throwing this on you because I haven't even thought about it that much, but I <laughs> have some ideas and I would love Like, we can also come back to yeah. this if you want a second. So, no pressure. No, that's okay. What I'm thinking of actually is um, there's this wonderful deck called Archetypes that Kim Kranz wrote. And I mm. actually was working with that a lot while I was writing the album. Love and it. I love her. Yeah, I heard, heard this deck is so wonderful. I think this is actually the only one I have, but she seems really great. And um, yeah, the forest card was mm. one that I pulled very often. And I got really drawn to this line that she wrote in the guidebook that was uh, get lost, getting found. Oh, wow. And I like put it on the ceiling above my bed so that I would see it every morning, <laughs> just oh. get lost, getting found. Cause it was just a good reminder to me that I was kind of in this liminal space and I was in this void space and yeah. it's okay. And just like it, try to enjoy getting lost, try to, you know, find your way by being lost. And yeah, it was just an interesting way for me to look at things. So I, I kind of think that, that card feels very much like this album and um, also the chariot, you know, I know it's a chariot mm. year and I feel like I've been very much on, <laughs> on that ride for like the, the past year and a half. Yeah. No, I love it. I feel it. It's like a, um, it's like, I feel like it's like the combination of like this momentum and then also like the momentum, like that happens between like the, world card the fool card or the void card it's like the the death and rebirth like happening at the same time and like mm -hmm. that kind of potential momentum like experiencing that through the self like i i love it and i love the chariot card and the forest yeah. like that is such a yeah this is like exactly the kind of energy of like a deep dark forest with like mysteries and potential and witches mm -hmm. and it's it's beautiful yeah totally um what about whispers in the echo chamber which i feel like is such a i picked the moon for this card because it's so like Ooh. there is kind of like a dark searching serpentine energy like it feels like kind of always changing and it's you know like when i think of the moon i kind of think of like that's the path that the high priestess walks down and there was just such a mm -hmm. like this this is like a song i'd play like for like a ritual of like death rebirth and sacrifice so i just i was mm -hmm. kind of getting that like the intuition aspect of the moon but also like almost this like yeah like it was the energy of like almost like being lost in the forest before you're found yeah wow i love that thinking of that as the moon totally i pulled the three of swords for this one because oh, yeah. 
you know, the, the chorus is basically cut the cords. Um, and it's about sort of the cutting away of something that is, it's painful, but that cutting away leads to like breakthrough and healing and clarity. So I just felt like the sword suit was appropriate, obviously for that cutting away and also that, that painful break, but it, yeah. it leads to better things. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled the, I did the three of swords for everything turns blue, which was such like kind yeah. of had that energy of heartbreak and totally. the image of like the other dissolving the lyric. Um, what did I write? The sharpness and anger. What did I, what do I have to do to heal you out of me? That lyric, I was like, oh, oh my God, it's so real. Why does it take so long? But it's <laughs> such definitely like, feels very thick of swords, you know, yeah. such a beautiful process. But um, yeah, whispers yeah. in the echo chamber, definitely. I feel like that too. Um, I, what did I write? I said, what would play in the desert under the full moon, which I feel like is a perfect place to like cut oh, the old wow. cords. Um yes. For House of Self Undoing, I pulled the devil because I feel like <gasps> you the, too. Yeah. Shut up! Yay! Oh my <laughs> so god, really amazing! Yeah, there's just such a. <laughs> I mean, self undoing to me, it's like such the devil card of like releasing yourself mm -hmm. from bondage, liberation through one's own power, untangling yourself from old visions, patterns of self, and the rebirth after the dark night of the soul. So. Mm -hmm. I love that totally. you pulled the same. Yes. For um, me, that felt very, it felt very much like the learning to befriend your demons yeah. and, you know, looking, looking your demons like right in the face and, and realizing that they've been holding you back and like growing yeah. forward from that, like embracing the challenge and conversing with the challenge that all felt very double card and yeah. like the song. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and I'm uh, skipping a few songs just because I'm like, I feel like I could talk about this for hours. Um, when I I'm also like wrote them out of order, so I apologize for that. But um, when I was listening to Salt, I kept feeling like I had this vision of like Demeter searching for Persephone or Isis searching for Osiris. And like, yeah, I think yeah. for that, I pulled the Hermit because it also feels like a song of dissolve that what I wrote is a song of dissolving and being reformed through the pain and the grief, but like allowing yourself to feel it. I feel like at least for me, like I cry a lot. I think it's my Scorpio moon. I'd be feeling everything, but I, I do not like crying in front of people. Like I'm a very kind of like, I'm like, I get so embarrassed. And this is just like one of those songs where I was like, it was, yeah, I don't know. I just felt the hermit vibes from it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. <clears throat> I chose Ace of Cups. Um, I think I love Ace energy for this album in general because it really does feel like the start of something new yeah. and like this sort of hand extending, like invi inviting you into something new. But um, yeah, just I, I agree. Like the song feels very emotionally open and, you know, the, the concept comes from there being, uh, it's like salt in the ocean and salt... Yeah it being something that witches use for protection and there's salts in the tears that we cry. So it's like this sort of connection between all things and yeah. The cleansing and the, the protection. Mm -hmm. I love that. No, that's, that's beautiful. And I, 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 yeah, I love the witchy reference. Um, and I love the Ace of Cups. It's like opening yourself up for the potential of love and all of the mm -hmm. things that come, which also means inevitably allowing yourself the, potential of heartbreak and choosing to yeah. to open through that 
Yeah, totally. Um, for the liminal, I originally chose judgment because I feel like it's like this energy of burning through the fire and of like the fortification that comes after being in the alchemical crucible, like burning away all the shit that is like tough, difficult, painful. And then the things that are meant to be there are fortified. And then I later was like listening to it and I had the song stuck in my head all day yesterday in like the best way. Um, and I also picked the, the fool or like what I renamed as like the void card. Cause I mean, that is really yeah. such a liminal kind of being. It's like so haunting and scary like the idea of exoskeletons this idea of like structure within this time of the unknown and i love the songs and what yeah i feel like i don't know it kind of has both the fiery and the the potential so those are those are my picks yeah i think that's the fool is such a good card for that actually i, I kind of considered that myself as well i picked another cups card for this one the seven of cups mm, because yes. i don't know i just kind of felt like like again this is one of those those songs where you're like standing on the threshold and you have all yeah. these possibilities before you and there's like the seven cups with different things in them like creativity and passion and fortune and things like that and there's all these different gateways that you can choose but you're kind of like yeah it's like are you going to make a choice and step forward or are you going to like keep looking at all the possibilities <laughs> so this yeah. it just feels very liminal to me yeah no definitely it's like the just getting started just just go do it because you could you could spend your whole life not doing it and thinking about all the <laughs> options and planning but it's yes. yeah i definitely get that um and then the last one i picked was place in the sun which is like i picked six of swords because it's like heartbreaking but beautiful and like the the kind of expression of like feeling safe enough in the healing process to trust yourself like yeah. moving through the pain and then finally kind of getting to this place of being like i can breathe which is like you know like right before the seven of swords this energy of like moving away from the thing but i also feel like that yeah. is kind of like almost like the ace energy where it's like the thing is ending and beginning but I just, mm -hmm. I felt, yeah, I was giving, it was giving six of swords to me. <laughs> it's giving six of swords. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Creative Pentacles is what I pulled for that one. Mm. I think it just felt like that song for me is very much about finding home in my physical body and, and mm. trying to like love my body more. And yeah. I don't know, something about Page of Pentacles just feels kind of like this page is like grounded and feeling more at home in themselves and yeah. ready to take in new experiences and new learnings and kind of something about feeling like you're in the right place and it's okay to to move forward and ask for what you want oh no i love that and i feel like yeah the pages are like the beginning of the journey and like embracing that and you're like embodying the embodiment like embodying that energy of mm -hmm. beginning to connect to yourself in a in that way that's that's yeah. so beautiful um do you have like just like in general unrelated to the album a favorite tarot card right now or a favorite card that's inspiring you i always answer like that the favorite tarot, my favorite tarot card is the hermit mm. but right now i feel like i don't know i guess i'm not sure what exact card but i kind of feel like i'm moving out of the hermit phase and that's really exciting. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling more drawn to the star. Oh, love. I think those are generally my two favorites because they're like, they kind of feel like two ends 
to the same story somehow yeah. for me. I don't know. You're so but, right. Um, wow. I love that. It's like the, yeah. the the journey of solitude that leads to like finding your like finding the path for you, like you specifically yeah. that you couldn't you couldn't have sought out with anybody else. Like it has to be a journey alone to like find what's mm-hmm. like your true north. Yeah. I'm feeling like ready to connect with other people and new people and things like that. So it's it's going really good. I love it. Move away from hermit phase. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like I feel like I'm the kind of the opposite. Like I'm I'm moving into to a deep hermit phase. But I mean this album comes out during Aquarius season, which is the season of the stars. So that feels really that feels really beautiful. That's true, yeah. I'm selfishly like get it during my birthday season so i'm <laughs> so excited it'll be out in the world and totally. um, i love aquarius so i was happy to yay, to put it out in aquarius season no i think <laughs> it's gonna be such a it, this is gonna be a like a north star for a lot of people and the star card for a lot of people mm-hmm. and like i just love that you don't shy away from like writing about things that are personal and like that are like fucking real like breaking up out of like a toxic relationship coming back to like finding safety and love for your body like mm-hmm. sobriety like these are the things that are what transform us and what empower us to like meet all parts of ourselves and I think the way that you share and the way that you create these songs is like it's so powerful because like even if you don't like logically like look at the lyrics know exactly what you're saying like your music is so evocative like it is such um like I truly feel like the all the work that you do for yourself all the intention you spill into the writing process how you connect with the other people you write with your collaborators and like your magical work like you know like everything we're told everything is a vibration and it's like so cheesy sometimes kind of hard to wrap our minds around but like in this case like i do feel like that energy it really it's infused into the vibration of the music like into the music itself and it's just mm-hmm. you're just doing amazing work and i yeah, love you. it and i'm so excited it's, for this album <laughs> thank you so much that's a very high compliment coming from you because you're such an inspiration as well and i love your writing i'm like so into your new deck and just think you have such a a beautiful presence in this world so thank you so much oh my god chelsea blushing. thank you <laughs> so much um i guess we have just a few more questions i would love to just talk to you about real witchy shit and like i guess my first question these are just like selfishly things that, like i would love to know that i know or my listeners would love to know like when mm-hmm. was the first time that you identified as a witch or realized that you were like that you were a witch right I think I kind of knew there was something there always. I grew up spending a lot of time with my grandmother who was very witchy, even though she also didn't call it that. It was like she was into a lot of different spiritual modalities and and would just sort of teach me little things here and there. And so I grew up kind of like aware that there was a spiritual realm and it never seemed odd to me to consider that. And then I went through some, you know, strange phases in high school where I like experimented with going to a Christian church for a while and that didn't end up working out for me. And, um, yeah, in my twenties, I got into tarot and I still didn't think of myself as like a witchy person. I was just really connected with these cards and would read for myself and for friends for fun. And then again, in my 
30s is when I really started kind of like people would ask me a lot if I was a witch and I was always like intrigued but confused by the question I guess Mm -hmm. and then um yeah I don't know I think I just eventually yeah like my early to mid 30s started actually wanting to know like where what's all the meaning behind these tarot cards and like where did they come from and so I started reading more witchy books and just started learning more and expanding in that way and then I don't know probably honestly around the time that I talked to Pam Grossman on the witch wave which was maybe 2019 so not that long ago was like I was already kind of privately considering myself the person who follows the path of witchcraft but I didn't really like say I'm a witch you know (laughs) until um she's sort of like you know with her wand like bestowed it to me like you're a witch Chelsea it's it's cool (laughs) so (laughs) that was really that was really special because you know I respect her so much and um it was nice to sort of get that like official thing even though you do not need an official stamp of approval of course to call yourself a witch but um it it was nice and nice for me and yeah so I'm sorry I don't have like a specific date that was kind of a long-winded way of saying it's just been this long winding journey and after that, I was kind of more just okay with being like, yeah, I, I follow the path of witchcraft and I consider myself a witch. So Yeah, no, I love it. And I love Pam and mm-hmm. oh, she's such a magical Aquarius. I love her. Born on Valentine's Day, sweet I goddess. Um, and no, I love that you like, you don't need permission, but when somebody sees something like that in you and they speak it and it, it can be so validating and it can give you permission mm-hmm. to like, accept the part of yourself like you said that's always been there so i'm so glad that you had that and i'm so grateful for you sharing this because i think a lot of people like are like oh like i have you know like i'm not a witch like blah 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 or like they have this belief that you know just i guess it's kind of just like ageism like you have to find stuff when you're really young or like it's not legit and it's like you can be on this path your whole life like you have been you know connected to the tarot and working with their symbolism and like i mean your music has been i would argue that it's always been witchy it's always been mystical there's always been Mm -hmm. been these influences right whether that's like conscious or not and like totally you know like you claim the word at the time that feels right you know and like we're Mm -hmm. i think it's i feel like in the last 10 years it's been it's just now really being safe for people, at least in the United States and yeah, the Western world, to even claim the the title of witch. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm grateful you're part of the team. So glad to oh have gosh, you. Me too. <laughs> you're just like yeah. it's you are just so magical, and I feel like your music is such an extension of that. And it's just incredible to see the work that you put out and the the music you put out and all the different like expressions of that i was just listening to your album with converge which is just so good i was like yes heavy music like it just uh, i love the different the beautiful facets of chelsea wolf there are so many and we're just all so lucky to have them thank you so much um so just a couple more questions um i just like asking this to people because it it's just a nice question what's inspiring you right now like what is turning your heart on if anything Mm -hmm. I think, like I mentioned earlier, connecting with people um, yeah. once again, <laughs> you know, talking to you and talking to other witches and other musicians, other musicians, and yeah, I mean, I'm starting to like have 
and rehearsals again to prepare for the tours, and that's felt really yeah. good. It's been kind of a while where I've been working a lot in, in solitude, whether it's magically or musically, and it just feels really good to create with other people again. And I look forward to so much more of that, and like being on tour, and yeah, the idea of of, uh, of touring again is feeling really inspiring. I really haven't done very much of it since 2019, since um, after my acoustic tour, and then obviously everything that happened in the world. And yeah, yeah it's going to feel really good. We're we're playing with um, this band, Divide and Dissolve, that I I really have loved listening to for a while. So it'll be so great to see them play live every night. I love that like interaction of you know, watching the opening band every night and vice versa, and you kind of get inspired by each other yeah. and start, you know, maybe even collaborating over time. So, so that's really um, inspiring and exciting to me right now. I love it. And I feel like Divide and Dissolve is like the perfect opener for like this album, which has like that kind of energy of dissolving and rebirth. So no oh, coincidences. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug and if you just want to like let people know where they can find you on social and i'll link all of that in the show notes as well thank you yeah the new album she reaches out to she reaches out to she comes out february 9th and my socials are instagram it's chelsea wolf but like with two c's and two w's which is strange and then my website is chelseawolf.com and you can find all the tour dates and info about everything there yeah yeah i'll link all that and i'll link like tickets and all the all the stuff so people can easily support and yeah i'm gonna definitely try to get and i'm so just so grateful for you coming on the show and sharing your heart and sharing your magic it is truly such a such a gift and i'm so grateful for you sharing your time and day with me Thank you so much. Same to you. I'm really excited to hear the rest of the episodes and this new offering from you. Thank you so much for having me be part of it. Thank you, Chelsea. Well, witches, I hope that you enjoyed this scorpionic episode of Love, Lust, and Magic with the iconic Chelsea Wolfe. Make sure to check out her new album, She Returns to She Returns to She, which is out everywhere now. And if you're lucky enough to live in a city where Chelsea is performing, go do yourself a favor, allow her to cast her spell on you in real life. She is an amazing performer and you won't regret it. And if you're looking for a little bit of extra magic to bring into your daily life, I'm sharing a brand new class on February 25th called Creating a Daily Practice. It's all about creating a daily practice that is fun, inspiring, and feels good as fuck. I help you customize a daily ritual for yourself, whether you have five minutes, 10, 20, or any amount of time. You can also check out my books, including my new book, Goddess Energy, Awakening the Divine Feminine Through Myth and Magic, which is out March 19th. And you can find that link below, as well as a link to the Goddess of Love Tarot, all my other books, my Patreon, and my other classes like Perverting the Tarot and Self-Seduction, Solo Kink for Healing and Self-Empowerment. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you on the other side next week.
Love, Lust, and Magic is produced by Zach Toman.